Let's give a warm welcome to Jason Sanchez. So as Mike and I are talking on the phone and he's sharing kind of what the Lord is speaking through here and then he was like, hey, what do you think about Matthew 11, 28 through 29? I was like, yes. So if you have your Bibles turned there, Matthew 11, 28, 29, these verses, I love when the Lord speaks and works things out. Um, usually when I travel and I speak at churches, it's, it's just sharing about the ministry and, the, and then teaching a passage, you know, that the Lord has been speaking to me. And um, one of the, the few times that the pastor will usually say, hey, here's where we're at. What do you think about this? One of those times was when I was teaching at Calvary Wallingford when Jordan was a pastor. And he threw out these verses. They were so timely. And then Mike saying, hey, we start talking about Matthew 11, verses 28 through 29. So let's read this. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. How many of you, now, Paul said that this is an interactive church. How many of you feel a little tired and weary this morning? Every day. Every day. How many of you feel burdened or heavy laden? The NSB version says, um, weary. Come to me, all who are weary. So we have these verses here that can be so comforting, so encouraging and so fulfilling and rewarding because there is so much depth in these verses. First of all, it starts off amazingly that we have this invitation from someone for something. Uh, Last time we were up here as a family, it was in the end of July for my nephew Charlie's wedding. Uh, We came up as a family uh, all of my family was in town. We've got a large family, and um, they had this beautiful wedding. You know, weddings are so interesting. I, we got married almost 19 years ago. We did not have a hipster or cool wedding. I think our reception was in a cafeteria of a school because that's all we could afford. But my, my nephew and his, his wife, they got married in this barn up in like Mount Vernon and this background, and they're not wearing, you know, tuxes from Men's Warehouse, which is what we did back in the day when you get married. They're wearing the, you know, suspended, all just, just this hipster, cool-looking stuff. Everything about it was just cool. Even the invitations, everything was, it was through some website. They send you an invitation through the website, and then it's registered to their website and, and, and the registry and all this stuff, and it's all digital, so you get this invitation. And what is it for? It's for an event. And it kept sending things over and over again because I wasn't responding to the thing. So it kept saying reminder after reminder after reminder. Hey, you come in. Hey, it's this. It's, it's 430 more days left. Hey, it's 200. All these things. Reminder after reminder after reminder. Why is that? Because when you have an invitation to something, it requires what? A response. And then in that response, there's a third aspect, which what do you get as a result? 
So here we have Jesus, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, saying, come to me. It is an invitation to who? Well, here specifically, it says to those who are who labor or weary and heavy laden. But we know Jesus' invitation is for mankind, right? Him coming to earth to reconcile man with God through his sacrifice on the cross. But here Jesus is specifically inviting those who labor, those who are weary, those who are heavy laden. Now it's really important, I think, when we read the scriptures, no matter how many times I imagine you guys have read these verses a lot, and we use these verses a lot. Oh, come to Jesus and he'll give you rest. It's so encouraging, isn't it? It's so comforting. But there's so much more if we dive into it. First of all, who are we to come to? Who are we to go to? Jesus. We are to go to Jesus. Jesus doesn't say, hey, if you're tired and worried and burdened some, get to church right away. Hey, if you are weary and you are exhausted, plug into a home group ASAP. Now, those are so important, and those are a part of it. But oftentimes, and I saw this in ministry when I was pastoring, and even now in my life, how quickly we are ready to go to things before Jesus. You know what I'm saying? Jesus is saying, you come to me. You come to me and I will give you rest. Spurgeon said this, to Jesus himself we must come by a personal trust, not to doctrine, not to ordinance, nor ministry are we to come first, but to the personal savior. Let me read that again. To Jesus himself we must come by a personal trust, not to doctrine, not to ordinance, nor ministry are we to come first but to the personal Savior. Hebrews 4.16, let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace in help to help in time of need. And so Jesus here, he is inviting, come to me, all who are weary, all who are burdensome, all who are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. So let me ask you this. With an incredible invitation like that, are you responding? Here we have the savior of the world who on a daily basis says to us, Paul, Nicole, Mike, Jason, Come to me. Come to me. It is an invitation of invitations. It is the greatest invitation from the greatest being human when he was here on the earth. God, creator, sustainer, savior. He is the one, our personal savior, who is saying, come to me. And I love 
that it says, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Rest is something that we seek greatly. How many of you, just overall in life, could use some more rest? How many of you right now could use a power nap and some rest? (laughs) Right? Our bodies physically, naturally need rest. I was talking to my wife. We were texting yesterday during the golf tournament, and she said, well, I slept into 10, and then I got up, and then I went back, and I started reading, and I fell asleep, and I took another nap, and then I got up, and I had lunch, and I took the girls to, to the youth group, and then I fell back asleep. I, was, I mean, my wife just loves naps, loves sleep, would just hibernate like a bear if she could, and just knock out for the winter, come back during the spring. Getting rested, physical rest, but spiritual rest as well. And here's what's incredible about these verses, and, and this is where Mike and I, as we were talking, I think a lot of times we could just focus on verse 28 and leave it at that. Come to me, all who labor in heavy lane, and I will give you rest. Okay, if we just didn't, if we didn't finish with verse 29 and 30, it would still feel great because it's an invitation from Jesus saying, hey, listen, you want rest? Come to me. Hey, you labor, you heavy laden, you're weary, you're tired, come to me and I will give you rest. But with Jesus, there is always something more and there is always something deeper. And this is the part that I want to emphasize. And I know Mike was just driving this home as as him and I were talking. Verse 29, take my yoke upon you and what? What does it say after that? Take my yoke upon me, you and learn from me. Take my yoke upon you. So Jesus has this invitation, come to me and I will give you rest. And then it goes a step further. There's a part two to this because Jesus is, doesn't just want us to come to him, get filled, get rested, and then go about our thing. And I think that's what's happening a lot of times in our society today, in our world today. We are just looking for a quick fix, a power nap. What is going to recharge us? What is going to energize us, right? What is the fastest charging device I can have because my phone is at 3% and I want to plug it in. I don't want to wait three hours for it to charge. I want it to be fully charged. We just want to be recharged and all these things. But Jesus is saying, yes, I provide that, but I provide so much more. Not only do you have an opportunity to come to me and rest, but you can take my yoke upon me and then you can learn from me. And that is the part that has been speaking to me the most. The word learn is methano, which is derivative of the word uh, methetis, which is basically the word for disciple or apprentice. Saints, listen, the invitation from Jesus is come to me and I will give you rest. But in coming to me, I'm offering something even more than just rest. I'm offering an opportunity for you to learn from me. Think about it in this way. 
I'll use myself as an example. I love music. I love music. I've been playing since I was 11. Um, I love every part of music. I love playing. I love creating. I love recording. All of these things. If I had the opportunity to go and sit and sort of apprentice or intern in a studio or sound engineer, I would love that. Going in, how many of you like just being near someone who is skilled in their trade or what they do? Uh, I've been staying at my sister. My sister is Jen. Her husband is Andy, who pastors Calvary Ballard. And they have a friend who his granddaughter's been in the hospital, so he's been visiting, and he's a doctor. And so um, on Friday night, I was doing some emails and working a little bit, and and he is just in full-on saying words I don't even understand from a medical perspective, but it just sounded awesome. Like this guy knows what he is talking about. And my sister works at Children's Hospital too, so she's throwing in what, and I'm like, I need a translator or something because I don't know what anybody is saying here, but it sounds smart, they sound educated, um, and I'm glad that there are people like that. And he is talking about just medicine and and the stuff that his granddaughter is going through and on all these different things that the doctors are trying. I thought, wow, that is a glimpse. If you had an opportunity to sit under and glean from and what? Learn from this person. How many of you would love that? Whatever it is that you're into, construction, uh, art, theater, music, cooking, just being an understudy, an apprentice, a disciple with your notepad, just taking notes and gleaning. That is what Jesus is offering here in this invitation. Because he doesn't just say, he doesn't end in verse 28. Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, I'll give you rest. No. Take my yoke upon you. Learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart. And then check this out, the end of that verse. He repeats this idea of rest, but it's something more. For I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for what? For your souls. That just takes it up a notch, doesn't it? He could have just said, you will find rest again, right? He could have said, come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest. But it doesn't say that. Rest for your souls. Now, what does that mean? Let me tell you what I think that is speaking and how that is speaking to my heart. Jesus is saying, I believe he is saying, listen, if you want true rest, if you want rest for your soul, if you want the full meal deal, come and learn from me. Come and be with me. Isn't that what he did when he called the disciples? There's a reason that they dropped and left everything behind to follow him. It wasn't this promotional thing that he had. Jesus didn't pop right over here. We've got our, our, our little table with our prayer cards and information about the school. You know, Jesus didn't roll into town, set up this pop-up booth, do a little presentation, 
and then say, if you're interested, get signed up. He talked with such authority and such power that people would leave everything to follow him. Isn't that what he's wanting to do today? Somehow we think that because all that already took place that he's still not wanting us to follow him and learn from him. I think there's probably even a greater need now to do so. And that is the invitation that he is saying. It's not, oh, you got an opportunity to go to seminary, or oh, you got an opportunity to go to Bible college. And again, those are all great and awesome, but we've got an opportunity every single moment of every single day, as much as we want to, to come to Jesus and learn from him. And what was so intriguing about Jesus and his ministry, this is one of the reasons why I loved the Chosen series. Our daughters loved watching through that. We, that together, we would, um, they would invite friends over and just watching and just getting a glimpse of what life and things were like. Because I think sometimes we read the Bible and it doesn't go into a lot of details and we think, oh, Jesus was probably not tired. He must never have slept. He must never have had uh, bad dreams. He must never have done this. They probably didn't joke. They probably didn't laugh together. And I just love that part of the Chosen series that shows, shows just probably a bit of the normal normalcy that took place. And so Jesus is saying, you can learn from me, learn from my being, learn from my words, learn from my lifestyle. When it says that Jesus would often get away to a solitude place to pray, learn how to get away to a solitude place and pray. When Jesus would say, talk about things when they would, were gonna feed the 5,000, we don't have this. All the things that Jesus was using, and it was opportunities for them to learn how this is what life really means. This is what Jesus is all about. When training a new animal, such as an ox, uh, to plow, you, basically this idea of a yoke, you would, the farmers of old, they would yoke an older, stronger one, a more experienced animal, with a younger one, to bear the burden and guide the younger animal through the learning process. So Jesus is saying, come to me and take my yoke and learn from me as I lead and as I guide. And I'll tell you what, probably one of the greatest things that we have learned in being down in Mexico for the past 11 years, man, I hear Mike when he talks about baptisms and your home groups and these ladies' teas, these are things that have not really taken place in our town. We're involved in a great church down there, um, but things are just different in another country. And we miss discipleship groups and Bible studies, and we miss um, going to a coffee shop and one-on-one -on -one and doing these things. And so over the 11 years, we've had basically two options. Either we can just say, well, this sucks for us and woe is us, or we can kick in and say, Lord, we're going to come to you. We're going to receive from you. And if that means not having things that we would normally have when we were in the States, that's fine because we have the opportunity to come to you. And in doing so, I am learning more things and even deeper things about 
my savior. And that's what he's saying. Come, and as you come, you're gonna learn. So we're learning things like believing in provision. Going from 53 kids to 93 kids and hiring six more teachers, it drastically changed our budget. And I have been still trying to figure it out as as the administrator and the, the chief finance person, and it still does not make sense. And that's nerve-wracking at times. When you're providing jobs and you're paying in, in your, our tuition, it's, it costs about $150 per month per student. Um, we only charge $55 because that's what people can afford. So, so our ministry and our organization through things like golf tournaments and, and sharing with people and connecting, that's why we, we have this table afterwards. If, if you are interested in, in, in getting involved, we've got our prayer cards over there. You can get signed up on our, on our email blog list. Um, there's ways to sponsor um, a student with, with tuition. We got some people that sponsor 15 bucks a month, some that sponsor 100 bucks a month, whatever it looks like. But in all of these things, it can be overwhelming. It can be exhausting when you're trying to figure out how all this is going to make sense. And it's if the Lord is just sitting back, just saying, when are you going to stop trying to figure it out? Because I already have, and I've not asked you to. I just told you to come to me and learn from me and learn how I'm gonna provide. Learn how I'm gonna sustain. Learn how I'm going to satisfy. Learn how I'm going to um, and desire to use you. And in doing that, Jesus says, you will find rest for your souls. It is the greatest rest, rest for our souls. Jeremiah, uh, it's sort of a similar theme here in Jeremiah 6.16. It says, thus says the Lord, stand by the roads and look and ask for the ancient past where the good way is and walk in it and find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, Jesus says, and my burden is light. So, why? Why would someone want to receive or respond to Jesus' invitation? Well, for those of us who are in here who are believers, we know why, because our lives have been changed. Can I get an amen to that? How many of you, your life has been changed? You know how you were before Jesus and how you are now. Now, how many of you, life has been rosy, roses and chocolate and perfect since coming to Christ? How many of you feel like it's been harder since coming to Christ? The pastor right there, there you go. Jesus never promised, hey, come to me and I will give you rest and then everything will just be, ah. No, but he promised us, come to me and I'm gonna teach you and you're gonna learn from me and you're gonna find rest for your soul because my yoke is easy and my burn is light. So why would anyone, what is Jesus saying here? Here's the deal. Jesus is saying my way is better. My way is better. 
and it's better because I am Jesus. <laughs> now, he didn't necessarily talk like that, but that, that's how I summarize. Jesus is saying, Jason, are you done? This is why you need to come to me because I have it all figured out. I had it figured out before I even formed you in your mother's womb. I knew you, I ordained you, I formed you, I knitted you. And so here, 43, I'll be 44 in November. Um, 44 years later, all of this stuff, Jesus already knew. It was already planned. And everything that is to come for as long as I'm here on this earth, it has already been ordained and worked out and orchestrated. And all we have to do is come, we have to trust. And at times, that is the hardest part, isn't it? Because it doesn't make sense. How many of you are, I want things to make sense now? That's how my wife is. This doesn't make sense on paper. We're going from 53 to 93. We don't have enough teachers. We don't have enough space. We don't have this. And we prayed and we prayed and we're like, Lord, do you want us? And he just kept moving. Why? Because it's his way. And Isaiah 55, 8 and 9 says this, for my thoughts are not your thoughts and my ways are not yours, declares the Lord. For as, as, the, he as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts are higher than yours. What is he saying? I am better and greater and I know more than you. And that is the person, the God, the Savior who is saying, that is why you should come to me. And that is why the disciples and people left everything to follow him. And that is why Jesus is still changing lives today. We have an unbelievable opportunity to reach this town now through the gospel, greater than any of us ever imagined. Um, the mayor of our town, her daughter is in our school. Uh, we have city officials, we have teachers who are putting their kids, in, it, 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 it's, it's a little daunting and it's a little overwhelming, but it is so exciting because God is the one that is doing it. And the only thing that he asks the only thing that I can bring, that I can offer, is coming to him. Coming to him, seeking first. I mean, that is his message throughout the scriptures. What does it say? Seek first what? The kingdom, right? Love the Lord with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and then what? And then love your neighbor, right? You will seek me if you find me when you seek me with all your, it's all throughout scriptures, Jesus saying I am first. Come to me first. And then you will find rest for your souls. Um, I was reading this morning in my devotions as we close, um, when my daughter was younger, we would say this verse all the time when we were first down in Mexico. And she's 13 now, and I still love that she'll still like give me snuggles every once in a while, every, every few, few times then more now. It's, you know, if we're going for a walk, she'll hold my hand for a little bit, but then it's like, oh, you know, I'm a teenager, you know. But I just treasure that little girl 
who was becoming a young woman. And so we used to say this verse every single night. In fact, you know, we need, we need to start doing it again. I will both lie down in peace and sleep for you alone, O Lord, make me dwell in safety. So we would say that together. I will lie down in peace and sleep. When she was there, for you alone, she would go, oh, Lord. She would always emphasize the, oh, Lord. I was like, preach it, girl. She, right? Because it says, for you alone, oh, Lord, make me dwell in safety. What does that peace come down from? What does that rest? What does that safety? What does that come from? You alone, oh, Lord. Lord. Saints, that is the invitation. That is the one who is saying, come to me. And um, we're doing communion. You, you come up and explain this. I will say this, because what, what, what more timely time to come and to receive and to remember how all of this is even possible. Because listen, and again, this is for Christians or for non-Christians, especially those of you that might be here that don't know him, that this was the whole reason why Jesus came. Was to save, to bring life, and life more abundantly. To come into this wretched nasty world to save, to redeem, to restore so that one day we will experience the ultimate rest in the presence of God. And that is why the elements that we're gonna partake of, the body, that was broken, his blood that was shed, all part so that we can come. And I wanna encourage you all as we do this, because a lot of you raise your hands saying you're tired and you're weary. Let him bring you rest. Let him bring you peace. Let him encourage you this morning because you have no idea what's gonna await you this afternoon or tomorrow or this week. But what you do know is Jesus is saying, come to me. All who are weary, all who are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I am gentle and lonely at heart. And you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Lord, we thank you that we have that opportunity right now, right here, to come to you. We sang that this morning. Oh, I'm running to your arms. I'm running to your arms. The richest of your love. You are good. You are Father. You are everything, literally everything that we could ever need 
And thank you for reminders of that, Lord, that not only do you want to give us rest, but you want to give us rest for our souls. And you want us to take, uh, you want to take upon the burden and the stress and the worry and the anxiety and the fears and all these things. You want to take those on you, bear that load. And in doing so, you want to teach us. You want to reveal your heart to us. You want to show us more of who you are. And that is incredible. And so, Lord, we humbly come before you during this time to receive, to be filled, to be lifted, to be encouraged, to be strengthened. In Jesus' name.